1: I have to say, I think Wednesdays are my favorite favorite coaching days. I'm going to tell you why. Oh, I got to unmute my lovely wife, Julie. I believe. Oh no, you're unmuted. Welcome to the podcast, I think I am. Julie.
2: Yes, thank you. You are.
1: Julie, can we hear you? Oh, Julie, yeah. are you on? Can are you on? Julie, don't
2: even do that. Let's <laughs> try.
1: So, so Wednesdays are my favorite coaching days, and I'm going to tell you why. So I have um, some of my best clients. Coach personal coaching clients on Wednesdays, and these are folks that have been with us for, you know, four or five, sometimes a little bit longer years. Some We've had coaching clients with us for, you know, more than 10 years. One of them's been with us for like 17 years. But these, these this troop of monkeys in particular on Wednesdays, they're fun because they've all been with me and my schedule for about the same amount of time and to see what they've done in their marketplaces it's almost it's it's so fascinating they're in different markets different price ranges you know different ages diff- just different 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 but they've all followed the same path with me uh for the past you know 3 years 2 years 5 years but they're all and to see them ascending to see them becoming mm-hmm. Uh, this vision of themselves. Today, I, it was wonderful because we had, it was like they're ending the first quarter. They're having their best years ever. They're having the most momentum they've ever experienced before. And I got to ask them these fun questions. There was no, I didn't have to grind. I didn't have to, like, you know, make them uncomfortable. I didn't have to force them to do what they didn't want to do and they didn't want to do it at the highest level because they're living the benefit of having done that for a long periods of time. And to get, to walk that path with somebody, for you know a long duration where you have to constantly with a cattle prod on some coaching calls zap them in the butt to get them to actually do the right thing, do what they don't want to do, and they don't want to do at the highest level. That is sometimes what it takes. Yeah, and to see that these guys now, and you know, guys, a lady, and just just bear with me here, listeners, to see them now realizing that that is the secret to long-term ever increasing levels of success is the doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And to have them take a breath and almost step outside of themselves and look in on what they've created and what they are creating this year, to have them see that it actually was worth all the work (laughs) to see them have the new neural pathways. Like I had one this morning where he said, I didn't tell you this. But I've actually lost twenty pounds so far this year. And you know, I have I've made these other improvements in my life. It's because I've he was telling me that he realizes that the doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level applies to every aspect of being a human and that is so true. Um so yeah, I mean Wednesdays are my favorite coaching days I have to say. So I just wanna start out with that. Definitely. Julie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like
2: that. Yeah. We've got a good crowd and uh i i think it it's great for them to hear each other's stories and inspire each other when they are so different but they can still say well if that guy can do it or if that gal can do it of course i can do it too so i think there's a lot of value in hearing other people's success and being exposed to that so kudos to all of them i think it's great and a yeah, uh, nice lead into our topic as
1: it turns well, out we have this is one but, of the topics that Julie and i created originally for our book our uh, the red book, which is actually going to, per the contract with, with our new publisher, is going to be out of. Um, it, we're not. You're not going to be able to buy it like probably today anymore, because the new book that Julie has been working with her. How many p- editors did you have working with you? I mean, maybe it isn't something to brag it's about. Like four, I think.
2: Well, but they're very. You know, it's the difference between you know working with a very professional publisher, versus self-publishing, text editing, format editing. Uh, even the index has an editor. I'm like, I didn't. That's a job, right? Like somebody does that. So yeah, it's pretty amazing, and they're doing a killer job. So they've really helped us out a lot, and I'm excited to launch it.
0: Yeah. The,
1: so the new book, the new book comes out um, in I think June, and it's it's a, in pre-sale right now. You can find it on Amazon. The old book was an international bestseller. And, you know, over 300 five-star reviews. It, you know, you could still buy it today. So if you want to buy the old book, but the new book's coming out, I'd strongly suggest all of you um, go ahead and pre-order it. And because we had a lot of people more or less asking, we did sell a ton of audiobooks too, thousands of audiobooks. But everyone was more or less saying we want Julie's or Tim actually reading the book. So I volunteered Julie.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Of course, I'll help you here. I'll help you here and there. So Julia is mm. going to do the do the new audiobook book, and um, so that's going to be coming to your podcast or your uh, what would it be? Where do you guys buy audio books? What's it called? Audible. com. Yeah, probably sometime towards uh, around Christmas. So the audio book will be out much later in the year, but the actual soft cover book is coming out in June. Make sure you grab a copy of that immediately, or at least reserve your copy. And uh, we're expecting this book to sell more than the other one, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, why am I telling you all this? Because the last chapter in the Red Book was um, about wealth building. And I'm not, I'm not going to step on any of our points, Julie. But mm-hmm. one of the things that Julie and I have been always focused on, our North Star, had always been to get to the point where we were rich. Now, when we were in our formidable years, we've been married for almost 30 years. Um, we got married in our early 20s. We're in our late 40s. So when we got married, our original – we did have goals we set for ourselves. Julie and I did read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Julie and I were very much focused on our futures, and we were abnormal, I realize. But the the fact is, is that we had a goal of being rich where we did not have this definition. I give this definition to you. I wish I would have had it when I was younger. Rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. It's simple. There's no politicizing of it. There's no have and have nots and one percents and all this other, you know, crap. There's no way to look at rich, anything other than what I just said. So for some of you, rich is where you're making $5,000 a month passively. Rich, for some of you, might be $20,000 a month passively. And I say this because you have to see money for what it is. Money's purpose is to give you freedom. That's what all of you want ultimately. When you got into real estate originally, if you were to have actually asked yourself when you're sitting in those horrible – <laughs> pre licensing classes, even if you were doing them online. And someone were to tap you on your you know, shoulder and say, Why are you suffering through all this? You would probably break it down to these three reasons. Because you don't want to have a boss, because you don't want to have anyone set income caps on you, and because you want to have a sense of freedom. Well it is easy to you know accomplish the all three of those goals, in your head at least, you don't have to have a boss, no one telling you what to do. You have a sense of freedom for the same particular reason. But the thing that very few people ever do is create themselves is create financial freedom because it's not clear how. Because first of all, when asking a group of people, as we do sometimes, what does it mean to be rich? You'll hear people throwing out arbitrary large sums of money, 10 million, 20 million. Well, I'll challenge your thinking with this thought: if you had a million dollars. If you had a million in cash and you invested it fairly conservatively, before taxes, the most money you're going to make from that is about fifty grand per year. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, I'm just giving you these little thoughts as we approach our points here. Uh, if you had a bunch of paid off properties, let's say your goal was to make $50,000 per year. Let's just say that's your basis per year. Now, I realize a lot of you, it's significantly more than that. But let's just say, just use numbers that are nice and easy. So you'd have to have a million in cash, which most of you will never have a million in cash. That's just a simple fact, okay? And so how how do you go about having a million in cash? Think about how much money you'd have to earn after taxes. Now, maybe through your 401s and your retirement accounts, you know, when you're old and gray, you'll have that amount of money accumulated, and then you'll live off, you know, the dividends. You'll live off – just – I get it, okay? So some of you are on that path. So the path that most real estate people, at least in their heads, tell them they're going to choose is they're going to go and buy investment properties, And they're going to hopefully have those investment properties paid off by the time they're old and gray, and they're going to live off the cash flow. Or some people do a little bit of both. So those have been the two clear paths forward for anybody, uh, normal people really, but real estate people specifically, to ever have a sense of being rich. Now, I want to be very clear. Rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Having a real estate brokerage or having a real estate team does not qualify. Right, and I'll explain to you why in a second. But the moral of the story is, is I'm talking about hypothetically passive investments. Now I also want to predicate something. There is no such thing as a passive investment. That's a lie. I say passive investments just so conceptually you can understand it's the difference between receiving money digitally or in the form of a check versus say going out and actually you know listing a house and selling it, you got the commission from the selling of the house from your actual efforts, efforts equaled results, whereas a check you get off, let's uh, say a paid off rental property, that would be as, that's relatively passive, except for the fact that maybe there's a repair that needs to be done on the property, maybe the tenant was late, so, but it's, it's less active than let's say going out and listing a house and earning a commission, I think everyone intellectually understands what I'm saying. But do understand in your head that the idea that there's true passive income is a myth, even if you have money managers managing your money, you need to manage your money managers. Otherwise, they're going to steal from you. They're going to be complacent. They're not going to necessarily work as hard as they otherwise could. So to think there's anything as, as, such as passive income, is just, it, just wash that from your mind. But I do think that all of you will agree the real driving force be, uh, be, behind all the activities you do in life are the, is the idea that one day you can be free. Now. Free from the worry about money, free from having to actually go out and hustle every day in order to pay bills, free from ever having to stress over whether or not you're going to have enough money to pay for your vacations or you're going to have enough money to pay off your credit card every month, or free from having to worry about health bills or college tuitions or going to Disneyland. When you achieve your goal, and all of you will agree that once you get to the sense of uh, being rich, where your money is working for you, you no longer have to work for your money, where you have enough money coming in every month that you don't actually have to worry anymore, that you know those things will just happen almost almost on autopilot, that's when you're free. I think actually, you guys can all uh, be in alignment with what I'm saying. It is a mythical thing for most people to, uh, to ever experience anything like what I've just described, but I'm going to tell you how to do it. And Julie and I are going to tell you how to do it over the next three or four podcasts. And we're going to tell you an exact roadmap how to do it. We're going to tell you the pluses and minuses of every decision because there's lots of turns in the road that you're going to have to face. We're going to give you actual stories and examples of coaching clients we have helped accomplish it. Because our approach to coaching and our assumption from being uh, real estate coaches is that you didn't get into real estate to form a big team. You didn't get into real estate to be famous. You didn't get into real estate – For ego gratification. You didn't get into real estate to discover your big why. You didn't get into real estate to become a big brand. You didn't get into real estate to become a social media rock star. Yes, I'm making fun of our competitors. You got into real estate because you wanted to be financially free. You wanted to be able to wake up in the morning, and you wanted to basically not have to have the omnipresent stress of having to go out and hustle for money. Julie, am I hitting all the nails on the head with this Absolutely. ramp up? Yes, what are you thinking of doing my little ramp up?
2: (laughs) Well, how many of our listeners have gotten out of touch with those feelings? Now, if you just got your license, Mm. you're real clear on all this, probably. If you're a year in, maybe you're still feeling it. But if you've been at it for a while, it's fairly easy to get out of touch, to get distracted by easy buttons, by pretty shiny things, by team building and everything else that you mentioned. But why did you get into this in the first place? It all boils down to freedom. So I think you're very spot on about that. And you were talking about Wednesday being your favorite day because we've got all these up-and-coming rising stars and coaching clients. So once they're there, it's almost like a hard reset. You know, you've got certain things that that are initial, very logical goals. And we're going to walk them through the steps. But the first point in our talk in this podcast is, Deep down, why did you decide to get into this? And, and most people will say, well, they didn't want to have a boss. All right, check. You wanted to be in control of your schedule. And I hesitate to say check on that, but versus somebody else. We'll, we'll leave it at that. You wanted to, quote, own your own business. The romantic notion of that self-made man or woman appeals to you. That's a freedom thought. You wanted to be rich. So we've got to work on that, having a check mark after it. And that brings us to the second point which you've got to be clear on. A lot of these are sort of big mindset points. Number two, what is your product? When we talk about this at a live event, everybody says, happy customers, or a job well done. And it's not about the money. Okay, well, let's, let's just clear the air on that one. The actual answer to what is your product is profit. With that profit, you become debt-free. You buy investments that cover your personal overhead. Thus, you are no longer for, working for money, Your money is working for you. You have to have the profit to get the freedom. You can't skip steps.
1: Make sense? That is, Julie, that is such an incredibly important point. I hope all of you never forget that. That is so incredibly important. I wish that... We would have known that, my dear, when you and I were you know, <laughs> know. much, much younger because we did because what we, we did is we forced ourselves to continue to buy rental properties, which by the way, I'm not 100% convinced is the modern best way to become rich, and we're going to talk about that um, on this podcast series we're doing. Uh, it has been the traditional path forward for normal people like Julie and I and for all of you, but I assure you that there's a better, perhaps, alternatives that we're going to share with you on upcoming podcasts part three or four probably of this series this is one of our favorite things to talk about by the way so uh but julie's point there you got to be really clear about that your product is not anything other than profit and i realize that in it i know because we've been in front of groups of agents (laughs) where we've asked that question and unless they're podcast listeners they never give the right answer because they always say people in our industry, business in general, have been brainwashed into thinking that you have to have some sort of touchy-feely, mindset type answer. Otherwise, you're some kind of evil capitalist bastard. Or I don't really know why, truthfully, listeners, that people don't get the fact that their product is profit. If you're running a real estate brokerage, if you're running a real estate team, if you want to call it that, if you're running an individual practice, you're just an individual agent. If you're not producing ample amounts of profit, then you do not have a business. You're running a non profit, which means that you will never be rich because, with that profit, is how you ultimately, you know, essentially make it so that your money works for you, you, no longer have to work for your money. But I have had thousands of coaching calls where people will make terrible business decisions where they'll rationalize doing dumb shit branding, mostly, building teams, mostly, now expansion teams, all this dumb shit at the idea that, look, I know I'm going not to take profit this year because I'm going to get it next year. Oh, didn't happen next year. I'm going to get it the next year. Oh, crap, a recession. Ain't happening that year. You guys get the point? You have to take profit off the top of every single check, no matter how small it is, every single time. Julie? Yes.
2: Yes. Every single time, even if you don't think you can afford to pay yourself, think about what a crazy statement that even is. You've got to pay yourself first so that you can get that freedom. So back to our definition of what is rich. Does selling real estate make you rich? Not by itself. The first hard lesson is that the selling of the real estate isn't what makes you rich. Secondly, not so hard lesson is that everybody can be rich. It's not hard provided that you focus on profit as your product, as we said, Point number four, leave this right to this, what are all of the profit killers in your business? Why do you allow yourself to be seduced by profit killing easy buttons? Ask yourself, is your desire for things to be easy, in other words, avoiding doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, in spite of the fact that you know that that's what leads to profitability, <clears throat> excuse me, is your desire for things to be easy greater than your desire to be rich and free? That's a pretty serious introspection question. The answer is clearly yes for many of you. Otherwise, companies like Zillow and others wouldn't be in business because they are the definition of the easy button play. And all of you would be rich versus Zillow being the ones that are taking the money, and again, and others. So ask yourself that question Which is stronger? You know, yesterday we talked about which wolf you're feeding the good wolf or the, ev- or the evil wolf which one is it so why is that ringing sorry um sorry about that okay so which which wolf are you feeding are you feeding the easy button wolf that's eventually going to bite you or are you feeding your rich and free wolf the point that you got into real estate in the first place so we will get into next the no bs phases of actual wealth building there are phases to this. Just like you know, when we present phases of mastery, where we talk about first you're in formulation where you're getting ready to get started, then you're in concentration where you're you know, learning how to do the work and doing the work, and once you get good at that and you don't give up on it, you lead to momentum, and momentum's where the profit is, and then you lead to breakthrough. People try to skip to concentration and momentum without doing any formulation. Really, they try to skip to the momentum and they don't learn the skills. That's why some of you you're guys spe- build teams before you actually know how to transaction coordinate. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: You've, I, I know you're. I can hear in your voice you're distracted, my dear. So uh, <coughs> if you need to take care of that, whatever, you can. Nope, that with somebody from Zoe's school and you need to deal with it, to go deal with it. <laughs> but what she was just talking—what she was just talking about with the levels of learning—it's called. It's different, you know. Called different things, mastery. But we, yeah, levels of mastery. If you want to learn more about what she was just talking about, we've done a past podcast on that. Just go to uh, iTunes, or go to timandjulieharris.com. And in uh, and on timandjulieharris.com, it's actually easier to search for past past podcasts and just put in either levels of learning or levels of mastery. We've called it uh, both things, but it is very interesting to learn where you actually are on the levels. And you know what, Julie? I have neglected, and I just Mm -hmm. got barked at. If you guys need a free coaching call, which I know all of you do, you need to text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. And yes to the person that just asked. We are still giving away the books, Real Estate, Treasure Map, and Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich for real estate, actually, is... you know it's it's built on think and grow rich, the public domain of his book, and you definitely want to get that. It's been inspirational for Julie and I forever. We literally reread the book every single year. Um, a lot of people throw it in the you know basket of a mindset book, this is Napoleon Hills book. But the reality of it is it's way more than mindset. It's about essentially how to apply high level thinking to your life. It's where a lot of our um, – I would say Think and Grow Rich was one of the biggest reasons why our first year in business, over 20 years ago, we sold over 100 houses and broke every record for first-year sales that has never been broken since. We you know, sold and, and put in contract over 100 homes. And I would say a lot of it has to do with what we learned in Think and Grow Rich. So we are going to give that book to you for free. Our version of it is Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. We add a lot of real estate information. All you've got to do to get that book for free is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Julie?
2: Yes. So on to our phases. There will not be any skipping of phases or you won't get to that profit, and without the profit, you have no freedom. So phase one, point number one, recognize and embrace that profit is your product. Point number two, never buy anything that is an easy button. Don't be seduced into poverty. Let that settle in for a second. Point
1: number three, accept
2: that well, you must Julie, be
1: a listing agent. Julie, yes. don't blaze, don't mm-hmm. sister. So okay. how does someone to know if it's an easy button or not?
2: Well, that's a good question. Let's actually define that. So what defines an easy button? Well, I mean, there's lots of ways to look at it. One of the things that comes to my mind is anytime anybody is selling you something like impressions, is an impression a client, a prospect, a customer? What is that? Is that somebody just looking at a picture online? What does that really do for you? When they start speaking in hieroglyphs, I think that's an early warning sign. Um, well, when the pitch is actually that you'll never have to prospect again, or things of that nature, we'll do it all for
1: you. All of your lead generation so, woes are over. So, what are the things that you're trying to avoid the most in your business? And have you ever noticed that the easy button uh, companies are all essentially building uh, excuses for you not to do those things? And Julie just touched on pretty much all of them. So, anything has to do with proactive lead generation. Uh, where you're going to have to pick up the phone and know what to say and how to say it, anything that's going to involve y- y- essentially you getting the, or hearing the opportunity or being in the position to hear the word no. If you're not hearing the word no at least five times a day or putting yourself in the position to hear n- the word no at least five times a day, it's one of our rules. You're not doing your job every day. That's something you need to think about because what most of you do is for some reason hearing the word no to you in your mind at least, your ego is telling you that it's like the most devastating thing that could ever possibly happen, you know, and so all of these companies have rushed in to make it so you never have to actually have to hear, or your ego is convincing you, go buy buyer leads so you never actually have to hear the word no, but what you've done is you've, given, you've sold your future at a short-term convenience. You've actually given away your potentiality, Because you were so fearful or lazy, and you didn't want to actually learn how to have really powerful sales skills. That's the truth. It's the same reason. There's so many businesses nowadays that have been built on the idea that people are lazy. And they're, some of them, very successful. Zillow only exists because agents are lazy. Right. That's it. Okay, where Zillow's revenue come from? Agents buying impressions, agents buying buyer leads. That's where it comes from. It's because agents are lazy; they don't want to do it themselves. Hold on, Tim. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm a business owner, and my time is better spent. And then here's what I say to that, because we hear that all the time. Let's see your P and L. Let's see what your profit was. Do you notice how you're making no profit? Do you notice how you've been in the business for a decade or more and you have nothing to really show for it? Do you notice how you have no assets, how you're not any closer to being rich than you were when you got in the business? It's because you are refusing to learn how to do the real work in the business. The real work in the business, the primary job of any sales professional in any industry is proactive lead generation and you're avoiding it, and you know it, and you're going to, as long as you continue to avoid it, your situation is never going to improve financially, ever. There is no easy button widget-wadget. widget. There is no new Facebook ad. There's no Instagram ad. There's no anything that's going to ever replace proactive lead generation. So that's really where you need to have a real true drill down and be honest with yourself that if you're actually not producing profit in your business, it's because you're avoiding the actual work. You have yet to get into – you've actually yet to learn how to be a successful real estate agent. And I don't care how many deals you've fallen into or how long you've been in the business or how many awards you've gotten. You look, you have the, you're the member of the $5 million club, but you've been in the business for 50 years. <laughs> the $5 million club's a cumulative of all Wait, your no. sales. Okay. Let's stop lying to each other. Let's stop bullshitting about what you do and don't know and own it, right? I mean, if you're going to change, you've got to start with, okay, well, why is it that my financial situation isn't changing? It's because I'm not becoming the person that I need to be so that I can earn the the new financial reality that I'm hoping for, to, to have for myself. That's why. Because you haven't yet accepted that there's a direct relationship between the number of people that you help, accomplish their goals and the amount of the number of goals and the quality of life related that you'll experience they're directly related these things are directly related being successful being financially free being rich is not complicated it is actually easy it's your ego and your brain that wants to it's, – it's all these people selling you lies, basically, that wants it to be complicated. Oh, you need a seven-step lead follow-up program and a 14-step CRM, and you need a fancy brand. Oh, you need a team. You need all this crap. No, you don't, actually. You don't need any of it. You don't. And you need to have the business maturity to realize you're, they're trying to seduce you into something that's actually not the best thing for you assuming your goal is to be rich where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. You need to understand the ramifications of the decisions that you make, especially in your formidable years in real estate. As soon as you hit that easy button, what you've done is you've just procrastinated actually ever having to learn the skill of being a proactive lead generator, and many of you never will. And you're always going to be wondering, why is it that I never was really truly successful in real estate? It's because you never were truly willing to do the real work. That's why. I know that's hard Shocking. to hear, but aren't you aren't you right? Aren't you glad that someone t- is telling you the truth finally, opposed to trying to placate your ego, opposed to worrying about whether you're being offended? You need to be offended. You need to be offended by yourself. You need to be offended by the people who have lied to you about what it takes to be successful. You know if you want to lose weight and get in shape. You know what you have to do. If you don't, I don't, I mean, there's so much information out there. You know what it takes to actually accumulate money, but what do you do? You have a choice between learning how to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level or buying buyer leads. Obviously, most of you buy buyer leads, don't you? So you do, you are consciously, this isn't being done to you. You're doing it yourself. You're making these decisions yourself. Julie, does that make sense?
2: Yeah. I mean, Here's the the problem is that it's a leap for some of them to own that, that it's not being done to you, that it's not your broker's fault, your market's fault, the market's fault. Um, It's your fault. You've got to own it. We've done podcasts on that. Whatever, Whatever position you are in life is because you caused that. For some of you, that's fantastic because you've been so proactive and you're so grateful and you're really clear on this. But for others of you, it's like it's not going to happen for you today because market conditions aren't right or the sun isn't shining or what have you. So I think that this is a major point, and that's why we're taking a lot of time on this Wealth Creation Phases podcast. I mean, it shouldn't be something that takes 20 minutes to present. There's a lot more to it than that. And we, when we have big topics like this, we like to start in your head. Because if you don't have all of the marbles sorted out in your head first, none of the rest will ever happen. And on that note, I'm going to leave you to close because I've got to get to premiere while these guys are creating their profitability. So I will see you in the next That's right.
1: Yes, absolutely. So what were the takeaways from today's podcast? Number one – that your product is profit, because if you don't have profit, everything we're going to present to you going forward is going to be irrelevant, because you're not going to have any free money to do anything with, right? So if you're not making profit, if you're essentially not realizing that the absolute witness test of how effective you are as a business owner is the amount of profit you make, if you're not willing to accept that, then essentially all the other things that come from the next two or three podcasts are going to fall in the ears because you're not going to be able to do it. We're going to tell you things to do with money, which will result in you moving a step forward to being rich where your money works for you, you no longer work for your money. But you have to have profit to do it. It doesn't just happen magically. You have to make the profit happen. You have to learn the discipline of saying no to easy button ideas. And I, I shared this with you guys. I try to give this, you know, this is the practical way of ultimately knowing whether something's an easy button idea. Ask yourself when you're reading about something, when you're thinking about doing something, does it involve your credit card? Because if it involves your credit card, you're probably reaching for the easy button. Next thing, is it going to somehow, in your mind at least, make it so you don't have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level? So is this thing that you're thinking about doing going to somehow, in your mind, make it so you don't have to put yourself in a position to hear the word no personally That is an easy button idea for sure. So you need to remember those two points. That is the first step. Because if you cannot control, A, your earning, but B, your spending, you're not going to have any profit. If you do not have any profit, you're not going to have any money to build wealth. And you're always going to be poor. And now, by poor, you might have a nice middle-class lifestyle, and God bless you. That's fantastic. But if you have a couple crappy months... And your family's dependent on your commissions you're you're out, and it's horrible because we've had I don't want to have that happen to any of you. You know it's true so listen this is a real this topic is really important to us because this is one of those things that again, Julie and I none of this stuff in the order in which we're presenting it we heard anyone else ever present we had to put these things together. At, you, frankly, through basically long hours of coaching, long hours of reading, long hours of basically people taking the time to maybe share with, us, share with us their personal experiences, you know, mentors and whatnot. So everything that we're going to be sharing with you and everything we've shared with you so far uh, from, these, uh, from this Wealth Building Podcast, this is the no BS approach to it. This is the shortest, quickest, most, I'm not going to say risk-free, because the risk is that if you're not willing to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, it won't work, because you have to actually do the work. That's the truth. If you guys need me for anything, it's Tim at com or Julie at com. And remember, if you want the free books, just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Part 2 of the No BS Stages to Building Massive Wealth is tomorrow. Stay tuned. Have a fantastic day.
0: This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris,